You're listening to the Sovereign Society Podcast, a spiritual lifestyle sanctuary empowering you to honor the journey, trust the process, and radiate your radness. I'm your soul guide, Sabrina Riccio, kundalini yoga teacher, spiritual mentor, and modern medicine woman who's on a mission to anchor in heaven on earth in this golden era. Join me every week where I gather some of my favorite spiritual leaders, goddess panors, and change makers for some authentic conversations about all things spirituality, wellness, what it takes to build your empire, and so much more. Over the years, after my deep kundalini awakening and a series of events like being struck by lightning, it's been loud and clear that part of my divine purpose here is to share with you the tools and the guidance that supported me along the way. My mission here is to empower you to navigate through these changing times of ease and grace as you go forth and align to your soul's destiny while staying true and real along the way. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sovereign Society podcast and get ready because we're about to go in deep and come out the other side stronger than ever before. This episode is brought to you by the Shamanessa Gadessa shop. And for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, I am offering 25% off everything in the Shamanessa Gadessa shop, all your ceremonial needs to clear your sacred spaces, your baths, all the good stuff. And I'm also offering a really rad opportunity for you to enjoy Stay Woke, my six-part lecture series which is a guide to thrive in the golden era which was really a powerful way to really set the foundation and i'm offering that for 44 dollars as well as the mending the lineage upgrade which is a kundalini yoga class and a group coaching call and our group coaching call is on that cyber monday on the 26th and so if things have been coming up for you at the holidays this is the perfect opportunity for us to hold space for me to help guide you and to be that that teacher and that guide to support you during these times so you can check out all the goods by visiting sabrinariccio.com to enroll in stay woke to sign up for mending the lineage up level experience and to also get 25% off in the shamanessa gadessa shop with the code blessed hello 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 and welcome to this exciting episode of the sovereign society podcast I'm your spiritual guide, Sabrina Riccio, and I am beyond thrilled to be sharing with you this episode today with my dear sister friend, Erin Telford, because it's an, it's episodes like this one that bring so much joy to me because I know it's episodes like this that are in alignment with my dharma and in alignment with my soul purpose and my mission of really cultivating that conscious generation. And so to be able to be sharing with you all this episode of Mending the Heart of the Holidays, oh my God, I was re-listening to this episode just to get back into that vibration and feel because Erin, she's been a nomadic, beautiful soul just like on this journey and, you know, trusting where God takes her, where spirit takes her and just flowing with it and I knew she was back around in Joshua Tree and we ended up being Pilates partners and we were at Pilates a couple times a week together and just like 
really strengthening our bond and our relationship. And she's such an incredible human being. And I'm so grateful for this woman so much. And to have this conversation with you today, the intention was I just knew I wanted to have this conversation with her for the holidays. So you're probably listening to this. You're getting ready to go to your parents' house for the holidays, for Thanksgiving in America, or you're preparing for the holiday season as we're approaching these holy days. And this episode is going to be pure medicine for you. I guarantee it. There is so much wisdom, so much juice, so much content, so many tools. This is like a life coaching. <laughs> it's seriously like an episode of life coaching. Um, and the power of this episode, I know you guys are really going to dig it. And I just see my vision, like people seeing people listening to this episode, I see them going forth and taking what they need, what resonates with them and releasing the rest and seeing how that in itself is going to make and is making such a powerful impact in their lives, how they show up and more so on becoming a better human being. I truly, truly, truly feel this and the way that this conversation goes, because you know me, I love to see how they flow and I love to just be that portal where whatever wants to come through, let's let it allow it to come through. And that's what happened here. That's what this episode was all about. And so having Erin was such a such a pleasure. And to see how, you know, she was moved by this episode, how I was moved by this episode. It was just so lovely and so wonderful. And so we're here to talk to you guys about how to navigate through these times because I'm sure there's a lot of you guys that are feeling really triggered with the holidays, either like, shit, I had to see family or like, oh my God, my I have a family of racists or how do I handle these conversations where my inner child is really being tested and triggered? This episode is for you. So what's crazy is that I first discovered Erin years ago when I was really on my spiritual path. I don't remember how I came across her, but I knew she was an acupuncturist and I was following her then. And then she came through to Joshua Tree last year and I just moved here and we connected and we went to sound baths together and then she went back on her nomadic ways and then she came back through and this time around was just so much it was so fun just to really have this conversation and a year ago on ruby warrington's the numinous she wrote this article about how to navigate through the holidays and to have these conversations with the family and that piece resonated with me so much that when I saw her in Pilates, I was like, oh my God, I need to have her on the podcast to talk about that exact topic and to honor the holidays and to have these conversations about family and how do we navigate through it. So if you don't know who Erin is, she's a powerful breathwork facilitator and a healer, and she's an acupuncturist and a Reiki master and an herbalist, and she's a teacher of David Elliott's level one breathwork healer training. And what she's passionate about, her work, her dharma, 
is all about guiding people to look within, to open their hearts, and to heal their relationships with themselves. So she's stepping out of the one-on-one work as well. I'm focusing more on group sessions, which I'm so stoked for her too. But what Erin really believes is that we all hold these core wounds and these limiting beliefs that subconsciously run our lives. And so when we allow ourselves to really somatically release them from the emotional body and the nervous system, there's freedom on the other side. Because she believes that our emotions are really messengers with the information that let us know where to direct our healing and our compassion. So she's very passionate about destigmatizing these emotions and the human experience so that we can take shame off the table and start to really deal with what's under the depression, what's under the anxiety, what's under the patterns that have kept us contracted. And so she's writing her book right now she was like oh we're gonna be supporting each other writing our book she's writing her proposal for her book and I'm just so grateful to have her and so in this episode we're talking about mending the heart of the holidays and there's so much for you guys to take I really suggest you really listen to this and the words that we're sharing and the advice and what we can share to support you before you step into that holiday table and to take care of yourself and honor yourself because we talked a lot about getting back to basics and reclaiming your sovereignty around the holidays as well as navigating through the culture and the noise of the holidays how breath can help us navigate through these holidays and the tools and the practices and the medicine to really help help you honor your boundaries with family which is a massive massive topic because I feel like most of us really didn't learn that So we talked about energetically building your immunity system and the power of leading by example. And my favorite thing she said was talking about this reality check around your hierarchy of wokeness and talking about privilege and talking about appropriation, which are such hot topics right now. And so we also talked about walking your talk when it comes to living your values, how we can begin to honor each other's path of consciousness and understanding the spiritual truth of what 2018 has been. I know it's been a really challenging year for a lot of people, but there is a purpose for all this. So we just really want to help you guys navigate through these challenging and triggering topics that can arise as well as the inner child work because you know that's what I'm so passionate and that's the work that I do. So I'm really excited for you guys to be tuning into this episode and listening to what we're here to share and know that you are so supported and that we have the power to really anchor in heaven on earth during this time of year. And that was my intention with Mending the Lineage and to see the shifts that have been happening over in the Facebook support group for our 40-day free um, Kundalini experience has been so beautiful and I'm so blessed and so grateful. And I do want to share that there will only be, after this episode, there's only going to be two more episodes left for 2018 as I'm taking the whole month of December off, which I've never done before. I've literally been nonstop for 29 years, it feels like. And so... For me to take off the month of December, I'm still going to be working. I'm going to be writing the book, which is a lot more fun. I've been continuously getting more and more of what to share with you all. Um, But I'm just allowing myself to take care of myself and to also prepare myself for 2019 because I refuse to play small for you all. I refuse to play small for humanity's evolution and to really allow myself to show up and to support you all. And so... With that being said, uh, Thrive, the price for Thrive will be doubling in December. So if you want to join for Thrive to really allow yourself to transmit your trauma into triumph, which is so much of what today's episode and this episode is about, 
I invite you to go check out thrive.sabrinariccio.com, set up your application and let's connect because I'm only going to be communicating through with you all through email during the month of December. So if you're not on my email list, go for it. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm just really honoring my boundaries around social media. And so I'll be keeping up with you all through the email list and, um, we'll have a few more episodes here this year. And then January is going to be powerful. I have so many people on my list that I'm just so excited to be sharing with you all. But before we go there, let's really dive into this conversation. So I'm so honored, grateful, and blessed to be sharing with you episode 62 of the Sovereign Society podcast, Mending the Heart of the Holidays with Aaron Telford. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast coming to you live from the Caruso Casita. I love having these in my home and I have a desert nomad here with me. Hi. (laughs) Yeah, Aaron Telford's here and... Last time she was at my house is like when I first moved in and she first started her nomadic journey of just traveling around and discovering what's arising and the next steps and a deeper sense of you. What did you say? Yeah. What a difference a year makes. Yeah. I know now I have like stuff in my house now. Yeah. It's (laughs) It's wild. Because I ran into her at a Pilates class out here and I was like, I knew you were back. I knew we'd see each other. Yeah. Unavoidable. Totally yeah. unavoidable. She's back. So Joshua Tree called her back. And yes. Yeah. For some healing, some clarity, all the things. Yeah. And it's interesting. Yeah. And we're here because I know she was like, I wanted, like we were talking about, I was like, I want to have this conversation with you. Because uh, I remember reading her article at the Numinous last year at Ruby Warrington's platform, the Numinous. And she was talking about like how to navigate through the holidays, emotionally navigate through the holidays. And that's why I'm doing my 40 day free experience right now of honoring the lineage so that we can use the Kundalini to start rewiring the subconscious. And Aaron's here and we're going to be talking a lot about uh, how to handle the emotions and whatever is arising, whether you have your family around or you don't have family around or whatever is really coming up during this time, the uh, materialism and the money and all these things this can be a really triggering time and our intention here is just to really help you remember what these times are actually about which is about love and community and family and you know the, everything else that that the humanness kind of carries in or brings in of our own shit you know and a lot of that can also be triggered from the inner child and all those things. So I'm, I'm really excited to be having this conversation because even when I saw her, I was like, this is the topic that I really wanted to talk to you about. She's very like passionate about breath work, but how do you see breath really being part of the navigator through the holidays, through the emotions and what's oh, coming wow. up? First, I really love that you said about, um, you know, what the holidays are really about, about love, togetherness, community, family, Um, and maybe even giving, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe even, um, connection with spirit, um, in whatever capacity you connect with. And I think that that really speaks to, I see a lot of programming, you know, being moved through right now. A lot of people who are actually getting in touch with the fact that they can make up their own rules that just because it's a, you know, seen as a consumer holiday or it's seen as like a capitalist holiday or it's materialistic who cares? 
like what do you what do you feel it is what do you think about it is like you don't have to engage or get swept up in any of that stuff whatsoever that's a choice and that's that part of the make. sovereignty right exactly. it's like you're choosing your reality of how you decide you know some families they're like we're not doing gifts this year right because you know? we just want to connect we just want to be together mm-hmm. you know it's about food sharing connection so I think that that is such an important piece of being able to, um, I mean, there's so much programming that we have, and we're going to talk a little bit about getting into it from a, a child standpoint, but to be an adult and not buy into the overculture and know that you're making a choice, whether it's about how you dress, who you love, you know, what you do is your career, you know, anything, anything that you do is your choice. And like, all of that static and noise of the overculture and of our, you know, our collective unconscious, like you can opt out of any of it and you can make a choice about what a holiday means for you or what you are celebrating and who you want to celebrate with and all of that. You don't have to buy into anything that makes you feel bad, that makes you feel guilty, that makes you feel small or ashamed worthy. or, yeah, or unworthy mm-hmm. or out of the loop or not doing what everybody else is doing. Like, it's a really good place of to bring your consciousness and your values and your integrity into what you're putting your energy into. Mm-hmm. So how are you seeing breath helping people navigate through that? I mean, I've got, I have my practice, you know, that I, that I use for, um, as an emotional vent, you know, to move out, um, emotions around, you know, anxiety, fear, insecurity, confusion, grief, sadness, loss, um, abuse energy, you know, I use breath work for everything that's contained in my body that is painful, that's stored in my nervous system and, you know, in my hips and my shoulders and all of the places and my eyes. And so you can't always escape from your family to go do a full breath work <laughs> session. Um, that's Be right back. Always, like yeah. we have the table. Be right back. Yeah. Like you can't always do that. Like, you know, some families like my family, because I see them so infrequently, like it's almost like blasphemy if you aren't with them. Like you have to be with them every second of every moment that you're together. So the idea of taking a half hour, 45 minutes for yourself is a pretty strong boundary to draw for me. So what I'm working with this year is doing the work in advance Mm -hmm. and being able to really take some time out before I go and engage to work on the parts of me that are, you know, because this year is a different story, but let's say seven years ago, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, my anxiety would begin maybe like as soon as I booked the ticket to go home and it would ramp up and ramp up and ramp up up until, you know, I got on the plane or like got in the car. And so without having awareness around what that's about for you and like why you're triggered, what you're subjecting yourself to, what you're walking into and what the potential for harm and um, I mean, everybody's family is different, but you can be walking into a lot of potential hurt and on multiple different levels. You know, I know that for me, um, my, uh, my body consciousness gets really high, you know, like there are opinions about how I dress and what I wear and what I look like. And so there's a lot of shrinking for me that happens. So I'd start to feel myself like regress to maybe like 13 or 14 years old. And the part of me that was really like punchy and rebellious and 
and agitated and mm-hmm. volatile and stuff. And so I would feel powerless, but I would have all this rage inside me that I would like eke out. But it was really, you know, just covering up all this, like these deep wounds that would just get, feel like they were being exposed to the, to everybody when I was in, with my family. So it's a little bit of a tangent, but um, what I'm doing this year again is to be able to bring awareness in advance to what I will be potentially triggered by, what's happened in the past, um, what are some of the things that come up for me, what are some of the ages I regress to, what are some of the like conversations I haven't had with people that I'm going to be seeing, um, what are the ways that I get really foggy and get really unclear and you know forget about myself, like disassociate, maybe have an extra glass of wine, maybe have more sugar than I normally did would would have to mask and yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are the ways I kind of like buffer my experience with like technology, TV, food or alcohol? Um, and what are the yeah, what's the potential not like anticipating being hurt, but just kind of knowing myself and knowing where I'm at? What is what are some of the potential things that I might come up against? And then doing some breathwork sessions in advance of that to remind myself that I'm safe, remind myself Mm. that I'm loved, um, remind myself that my feelings are valid and to be able to use the breathwork to like push out advanced rage, (laughs) advanced irritation, advanced frustration and advanced like smallness and insecurity in comparison Mm. and just really like invite my, um, invite my little wee one, Like I, I love to tell people to have their, you know, usually it's like a four-year-old or a five-year-old to like come and like snuggle up with them and like tuck under their arm or like even like, you know how the, um, if you've ever had the weight of a baby, like laying on your chest, like how good that feels to just have a little child like laying on top of you and they're so snuggly and cute and they just have like the perfect little like football shape. So imagining your little teeny baby self, you know, being nurtured by you and held by you and like tended to by you during your breathwork session that like the reminder that everything's going to be okay. You know, you're not a child, you're an adult, you have tools, you're allowed to take care of yourself, you're allowed to take timeouts, you're allowed to have boundaries, and you're allowed to have feelings. Mm. Yeah, because even when you're doing the work now, it's like reserve, right? It's yeah. reserve energy, <laughs> reserve emotions. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And then I think the biggest thing, too, is like, you know, before you interact, like right when you wake up to make sure you're really doing the self-care and like, uh, you know, doing clearing sweeps before you go to bed. And like the biggest thing that I can also suggest to um, going into these situations is like zip up and see this like zipper around your auric field of like golden light protecting you you know and even seeing like um a visual is like seeing the violet flame sitting at the in the middle of the table uh of the dinner table you know and just seeing whatever is coming up to use that violet flame to transmute you know it's a really powerful tool i love that so much all wrap myself in a bubble of light or sometimes put myself if it feels really if I'm extra sensitive and feeling extra like sort of um unprotected and I don't even really I don't believe in protection so much as much as like building your energetic immunity 
but you know sometimes emergency situations you know you got to pull out the big gun so um yeah I'll like kind of picture myself in like um a steel tube <laughs> like or like a steel <laughs> box just like yeah. yeah like <laughs> yeah like the panic room but like I'm in it you know and like I will not absorb anyone's energy that is not mine. And that's part of also honoring your boundary of saying no thank you, you yeah. know? And it's like I think a lot of the times when we're with the family, it can go back to like high school you or middle school you mm-hmm. where your mom's like, do this, do this, do this. And you're like, yes, mom, even though if it doesn't feel good or you're trying to please your parents or things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm a grown-ass woman. I can say no. Like if I want to yeah. leave, I can leave. Like you know, things like that. And I think that's a huge thing to remember too. And when those moments come up of, you know, high school you or middle school you, see those as opportunities of moments of time from your past Mm -hmm. that are coming up to be healed and transmuted as well. Absolutely. That's like the spiral returns. Yeah. I was thinking about like, it's interesting, like setting boundaries or saying no it's not so hard for me to do that now, but then it's like dealing with the energetic pulling that happens after you declare your needs. So you can be like, no, I'm not doing that. And just be like, I'm not doing that. And then you can feel this, you know, as energetically sensitive people, you can feel this like, mew, 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 this like tug, Mm -hmm. this like pulling of Mm -hmm. like, they don't like it. Mm -hmm. They don't want you to do that. They don't want you to change the game. And like, I think that's what gets me the most is the energetic pulling because I'm like, I can feel you knock it off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's also a lot of like, you're, you, sometimes we could be triggering them to also think outside of their comfort zone when we're saying no, because they don't know how to say no. They are not used to that. And I feel like a lot of the older generations are feeling really challenged and triggered because things are changing and a lot mm-hmm. of them have just been so comfortable in the way life's been, but clearly it isn't working. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so coming through and speaking your truth with conviction and with the space and the intention of awareness or education, you know, mm-hmm. I know for me, um, this has been such a hot topic. And this is what we were talking about earlier, but even just the whole idea of the racism and having, you know, sometimes a family dinners, like these big conversations come up to politics and what's going on in the world and all that thing. And, you know, it's going to be interesting too, because this is a really powerful midterm we just yes. had. And so those things can arise, you know, and a lot of people don't see the same way. And I know for me, I've had to educate more of the unconscious people um, in my life about like, well, that's not okay. You know what I mean? And try to educate because some of them are also very closed minded. So it's also, it's also speaking with conviction, your sacred why, right? Because yes. you're not going to be able to change your family, no. right? Like I know for me, what I've been able to see is I'm just doing my best to lead by example. I think that is the absolute best way because I really, you know, one of my kind of uh, least favorite um, kind of uh, mm, thought patterns in the spiritual community is the, um, you know, people talk about their families or their parents or maybe even other people in their community um, with some like disdain and condescension like, oh, you know 
they're just idiots. They don't get it. You know, there's some kind of like comparison of like a spiritual hierarchy of wokeness and it doesn't create connection. It just doesn't. And it's like, if you want to have an enjoyable experience with your family, if you're coming home to be like, I need to let you know about all this stuff that I'm learning and I'm like, and you need to know because you don't get it. Like that is not friction. Yeah. I just, I, I like the idea that we are like, if you want to just look at humans in general, everybody's coming with their own wounds. Everyone's coming with their own curriculum. Everyone's coming with their own karma. If you believe that you chose your parents, then you're in the right place. You know, whether you talk, you're talking to them, not talking to them, no matter how, you know, quote unquote woke or spiritual they seem. If you look at them as human beings or really anybody in your world as a human being who just wants love, attention, affection, understanding, and connection, then the way that you're going to come at them is going to be a lot different than if you're like, I've been doing all this work. You don't get it. I'm going to talk down to you about my spiritual practices because I want to clue you into the things that you don't understand and that you should be doing. It's going to do the opposite. Mm -hmm. It's not going to create connection. It's not going to create understanding. And it's going to cause a lot of conflict because nobody likes to be talked to like they don't get it. Mm -hmm. Talk down yeah. to. So I think the sharing and like just what you said, like leading by example, I, with my family, we went from like some of the most traumatic, like tear laden, screaming matches, like how fast can I get away from these people? You know, maybe I'll never go back um, kind of holiday situations to, you know, I just did my work. You know, every everybody's growing. Everyone's doing their own thing. But like when I changed how I was showing up to holiday to holiday situations, that's when things changed. You know, there was a time when I was like showing up as like a walking wound. And basically my body was saying to everyone in my family, fix it. Make me feel better. Make up for everything. This is your fault. Yeah. yeah. We've got four days. Make up for everything. Mm -hmm. Get to it. I'm just going to sit here and wait for you to get it together and make me feel loved and taken care of. And like, and that was just a disaster. It was a total disaster. So when I started filling up from within and I started like truly deeply loving myself and really taking care of myself and not needing them to fill up the deep hole inside of me where I needed them to show me that I was loved and tell me that I was loved in order to believe it. Like it was a never ending hole. Like there was really nothing that anyone could have filled that up with. Um, Cause then you're looking outside of you for your power. Yeah. And then there's just nothing. I'm just like, fix me, fill me, help mm -hmm. me. Um, and it wasn't until I started filling up from inside that things started to change. It was a little bit of a, yeah, I'm a, I segue hard. No, <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I mean, this is just, we're just in flow. No. Yeah. But it, I, I think that that's like being that example. Like if you live and breathe your values mm -hmm. and you come in with the intention of connection and loving and like trying to see people for who they are. And, and having a curiosity and like a wonderment about who these people are beyond the roles that they played in your lives and who you think they are, um, I think it can get a lot more interesting. Yeah, I know for me what I've been doing since 
like truly embarking on the spiritual path is going back to that hawk perspective. Yes. You know, like yeah. starting to fly mm-hmm. higher from mm-hmm. the situation, looking at the higher perspective of what's actually happening. Like maybe mom is acting this way because she was really triggered as a kid and wasn't really heard or miss or, or, or seen, you know, and she still has those deep wounds. And luckily with our generation, we're so blessed that, you know, we have that space to do the work. Our parents have a lot deeper wounds, you know, that they yeah. also have to go through. Like I know for me, my parents, my mom came from immigrants, you know, so there's mm-hmm. a lot of that kind of scarcity mindset to cut through and um, the materialism and things like that. And then there's also like, uh, you know, just being in a family and like not being seen or heard or allowed to that thing. And so to be able to go in that hawk perspective and being like, oh, like this person's being triggered because of this or this person's being like there's still pain that they're carrying, you know, from their childhood, things like that. And that allows you to just have a deeper sense of compassion too, which is again what the holidays are about. You know, it's that giving, giving that, that love of, I see you and I understand what you're going through. And I recognize that you did your best, you know, raising me, you did your best showing up and I, you know, I, I want to heal this. If you even have the intention of going in, of being, even before you even arrive at the front door of your parents' house, for instance, like my intention is to heal the matters because with the way that the fucking world is right now, like we can't have more division and the inner is creating the outer. So this is an opportunity for us to actually go back and heal. And maybe there can also be times where the family is just so toxic that, just being at peace with honoring yourself in that way too. So I'd love to even talk about that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, That's, you know, I've definitely had some periods of my life where I did have to take some steps away from people in my family. And I think that it was such an anger fueled choice that I felt a lot of righteousness about it. And I didn't, so that kind of like overrode any guilt that I was having. Um, but I think that that's, I mean, that's a really painful choice to have to make to say that, you know, this person that I want to love and I want to be connected with is so harmful to me that I have to take a step back and either sever the relationship or, you know, take a break from the relationship. It's a really self-loving choice, but it kind of goes against our our biology and like our, our physiology to like kick yourself, like exit the tribe on purpose. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's, it's a brave, it's a brave and powerful choice. So I think when you are, when you are alone, um, when you're alone, maybe, or, or missing somebody or, um, have somebody that you can't connect with at the holidays that can be exceptionally painful because their presence is usually so loud if they're not there. Um, but yeah, definitely supporting yourself through, I mean, we all have our, our our blood family and then we have our chosen family our soul family and even if that's just one person or two people you know all you need is one maybe sometimes it's your dog or your cat but as long as you have some kind of support and some kind of team mm-hmm. you know physical or non-physical to support you um, you might have to lean on that support a little extra heavily and and ask for what you need to from the people that you love because people aren't always there's a lot of fast-moving energy and people are really concerned with their own families and their own plans at that point in time but um yeah self-support and then asking for your needs to be met from the people around you that love you is really important yeah and I think also if 
if you are someone that has like a pretty healthy family dynamic to remember to check in on those friends, yes. you know, because sometimes it may be, there may be too much shame to like reach out and ask for help, you know? So if you know of a friend's history and you consider yourself pretty privileged and blessed to have healthy family dynamic, use that as an opportunity to reach out to someone who may not. You did that for me last year, <laughs> which is really sweet. I was out here in the desert and, um, yeah, there was a sort of a, um, misconnection on a, on a Thanksgiving, um, celebration. And I was here and I knew one person and then I knew Sabrina and she very sweetly and kindly and generously asked me to join her family in Palm Springs for Thanksgiving. And I like that, that actually that gesture that you made, um, really went a long way to healing a deeper wound that I had. Um, within Aww. me about, you know, not being checked on and, and being forgotten about. So that was, that was really incredible. And that was just like such as, I mean, such, it was so generous. I don't want to say it's simple because that's not inviting somebody else to join and be with your family and all their stuff and the pot- <laughs> potential yeah. for a big Italian someone. family. <laughs> yeah. I love big Italian families. Um, but that was really, yeah, that really like, um, even though I, I ended up, uh, I got two invitations <laughs> last yeah, year, which is totally bizarre. So there is a lot of healing around loneliness for me last year, but, um, yeah, I think that that's, that's so important. And if you have the capacity, if you have the generosity to, um, and the remembering to check on people and invite them, you know, cause yeah, that is, it's the giving spirit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. That made me so happy. That was, I mean, that was larger than you could know. Or I'm telling you right now, but that was a big deal for me. Wow. Well, yeah. That's the first me. I've heard of that. Thanks. Yeah. yeah I just, you know, I, I, I'm so family centered, you know, and a huge part of my passion is that conscious family and, um, you know, and it starts again with us. And so yes. I do my best to always invite people that, I don't want people to feel alone no. on the holidays, you know, and a lot of things can, and I know for me, if I'm alone during t- times like that, I can go down those spirals oh, of yeah. like, you know, the, the never ending black holes. Absolutely. I was getting ready to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is just going to be one of those days. How uh-huh. am I going to work with this energy? But yeah. And then she had abundance. And then I had abundance. Yeah. But I think that that's like truly living your values because there's a lot of people that can be like oh I'm about love and connection and generosity and then like not actually like have that as part of their daily practice in their life of like really noticing yeah that speaks to a lot of who you are as well yeah thanks yeah and I think that's a lot of taking action right that's like not just it's like you literally walking the talk like if you're someone that's promoting that like are you actually taking action steps of that? Yeah. You know, and that's something that I think is really critical in the world right now, too. It's like take action, you yes. know, and like really follow through with what you mean, like say what you mean and mean what you say and be what you what you what you want to see in the world as well. You know, so I feel like those are the starting like the the seeds of cultivating the new paradigm of what we actually want to see. And so much of this time, too, is also about community and cooperation, you know, in this new paradigm, this golden era and Aquarian age. So it's it's important to make sure that you recognize that we're all in this together, you know, and even as an empath, like we could be feeling other people's energies and what's going on in the world. And so I think it's also really critical to have that 
self-care, like radical self-care yeah. during these times. Yes. <laughs> right? Wild yeah. self-care. Yes. And I love what you said about walking your talk because, you know, again, that, that separation sometimes, like that um, us and them, like we're the conscious people, we're in like all those other people out there, but like we're society, we're part of society too. So if we're not doing our part to be, um, I don't, uh, you know, the right phrase isn't model citizen, but like kind of, you know, if you're not embodying your practices, if you're portraying yourself as a conscious person, but you're not actually living within your consciousness and you're not living within your integrity and you're not extending that out to how you operate in the world and it's just like smoke and mirrors and flash, then you're not actually contributing to that golden area. You're not contributing to the consciousness of the world. And I think we all, yeah. And you can feel the embodiment when someone's actually living what they're talking about and when mm-hmm. they're not. I like to say the bullshit meter is really know, strong it's these so days. High. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's like, mm, and I yeah. think it's also important to have those challenging conversations maybe you set aside like with your mom you know and Mm -hmm. be like I want to let you know I love you you know and share share that love right now too and I see you and I'm here for you as well you know what I mean that's also you stepping up as like having those difficult conversations you know of forgiveness and and letting that heal because I know you were an acupuncturist so I know you're you understand like the liver and the anger that can all hold up and that's not (laughs) going to support anything right no and so if you're angry and then you're drinking alcohol on top of like your liver is getting taxed battered yeah yes all the resentment and all the frustration yeah I love um I've had to have so many difficult conversations with people but I I have a little I have a little model I have a quickie model of having a difficult conversation oh yeah um, let me see if I can remember this because there's steps. Um, yeah, because I think holidays are a time to have difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'll just throw this in there in case anyone needs to have a difficult conversation. But um, you're always going to, just as you said, you're always going to be leading with love and leading with the desire to improve the relationship and to create connection. Because that's really the truth, right? You're not going to have a scary, triggering, challenging conversation with someone um, just because you want to like dump a bunch of stuff on them. Like I think the ultimate hope is that it's going Growth. to improve the relationship and you're going to communicate better and understand each other mm-hmm. better. So yeah, just leading with that, you know, like I love you. I really want to connect with you. Um, I have just a couple of things that I want to share. One thing um, I want to share with you so that, um, you know, for the purpose of, of understanding each other better and then opening it up also for that person to have feedback for you as well and keeping it really tight, like no more than two bullet points and getting super clear on what you want to talk about before you open your mouth. So you don't go down the rabbit hole of, and that one time when I was 17 or that one time when I was 23. Um, and then, yeah. And then wrap it up with love at the end. And Mm -hmm. again, the, um, commitment to the ongoing conversation and the ongoing connection and the ongoing understanding each other. Yeah. And going back to what we were talking about, about like the reserve energy and doing the work beforehand, you know, like maybe if there is something from like 22 year old self that's coming up, like allow yourself to close your eyes and visualize yourself back in that moment. Mm -hmm. And what did 22 you need to hear? What, what do they need? 
You know, did they need that love? Did they need to be heard? Did they need to be seen? What were they yearning for? And go back and give it, give it to that, what, the, what you needed at that time, because that's still part of you. It's still Absolutely. stuck in your psyche. So part of the groundwork that you can do of like clearing that foundation, I work a lot of this with my clients too, is just going back to those really difficult moments and what did you need at that time and give it to them. And also if there's someone that attacked you or, you know, understand what why they did, you know, are they hurt? Are, maybe they've been assaulted the same way they may have assaulted you. Like there's deeper things that are happening because hurt people hurt people. Yes. Right. And so they're trying to get, quote unquote, even with their pain right. by inflicting it on someone else or projecting it on someone else. Right. Right. And so being from that, again, that hawk perspective, you can understand like it's all, as Gary Zukov says, it's just a fragmented part of your personality and a frightened part of your personality, you know, and it's all love or it's all fear. So if you have that frightened part of you or that person that perpetrated whatever to you has that frightened part that they've expressed in an unhealthy way, it's just it's just calling for love. It's just calling for love, calling for love. And sometimes when you go to these spaces and you're shining so bright, the darkness can come to you, right? Mm-hmm. And you can be the one that maybe you're shining bright and someone just out of the blue and your family just throws up on you all of their shit. You know, <laughs> it's never happened to me before. <laughs> what a concept. I never heard Weird. of that. Yeah. <laughs> so to be able to hold that space by also making sure if you are holding space for someone that because you've been doing the work and you are being the light and you're holding that space, like what would be some tips, you know, that you would suggest? I know I have a few, but I would love to hear what you would think, too. So wait, what's the question? Just like what what are some things that you would offer someone if someone's like coming at you, like throwing up mm. all their shit on you because you are the light worker, the light leader? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say <laughs> this is not a great tip, but do your best. You know, it really depends. Like I've been in a couple of situations like that where I was grounded enough and well rested enough and aware enough where I could just catch it. I could grab it and I could um, transmute it really quickly. Um, and I've had other situations where that happened where it um, got blue. in. Yeah, like it got in a little bit deeper. And what I've been working with around that is, you know, I think that the reason that that kind of attack or vomiting or jab can hurt, um, and this may not be conscious, it's just subconscious, or it's, again, that small child self, is that some part of you might believe that what they're saying is true. And so it can go a little deeper than it needs to. And I've just been working with the idea that like self-love is the best protection. Mm -hmm. So if I hear something, a jab or an offload onto me and there's some attempt to like take me out or take me down, conscious or unconscious, um, I just, I have to really like in the moment, like bolster myself and like who I am. I have to remember who I am in the moment and I have to remember all the work that I've done I have to remember how much I love myself I have to remember how hard I've worked to love myself and I have to recognize that it's their pain you know that they're attempting to um um like work through yeah Yeah. they want to offload some pain on me and I might be a good target for that but it's not about me 
it's kind of about them. Mm -hmm. Um, and that if I can, again, you know, use the violet flame, wrap yourself in whatever you need to and stay as present and conscious as you, as you can, you know, and that might look like, you know, not doing any of those kind of, um, buffering, checking out activities so you can stay super clear, setting intentions in advance, like waking up in the morning, setting an intention to stay clear, to stay in your body, you mm-hmm. know, to stay in your own lane. Mm-hmm. So if something's coming at you in a, you know, foggy, unconscious way, you can kind of like catch it and like alchemize it mm-hmm. immediately. I think it's also good if you're traveling to somewhere to set up a little altar, you know, in the room you're staying in a place where you can keep going to that just allows you to be grounded. And like when you're in the shower, you know, like wash, like visualize yourself washing off everyone's shit that you would have picked up on, especially if you're still working through um, your own triggers and your own traumas that are going to be stuck in your auric field, right? You're going to have holes in these auric fields and that's that's where they come in through so it's just really visualize like from the shower like that golden light coming out of the water and clearing and purifying and alchemizing that energy and saying like I release what isn't mine like it's really important to wash your hands and your feet because your hands and your feet absorb a lot of energy like I know as a healer doing healing work it's so important to keep washing your hands or your hand yeah they're an extension of your heart um, making sure like maybe you stand outside barefoot if it's, if you, if it's appropriate where you live, yes. you know, or like touching a tree or just like connecting with nature in that way. Like these are, these are simple steps, folk conscious of your breath, right? Mm-hmm. Just like when you're having those situations or those conversations are coming at you, become aware of like, am I breathing right now? Is it short and shallow or is it long and deep, mm-hmm. you know, and allowing yourself to have that and be present. And to say like, okay, like this is coming up. And a lot of the times those things can be coming up because it's part of what you've asked for. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, you keep asking like, oh, I want peace in my family. And these situations, you working and transmuting it are part of the stepping stones to cultivate that peace. Right. You know, so sometimes it can also be like, not be careful what you wish for, but this is part of the process. Right. And you're going to have to get to work. Yeah, and the only way out is through, you know? Like, you can't spiritual bypass your way out of this. Like, these are times for real growth, and I know with the seasons coming in of winter and, like, you know, we're in fall, and it is that time of hibernation, but don't be hibernating so much that you're disconnected or checked out and be that hermit, you know? And just slow down. I just keep hearing slow down. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is the season of death. Yeah. (laughs) So. Yeah. Yeah, allowing things to die. I mean, like, I think... Yeah, the idea of like letting things go that no longer serve you is cute until you actually have to do it sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, because that death can be really painful and you can want to hang on really tight to things. Um, but I love all those practical examples. I think that those are all really powerful because they're also like on the go. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to like step away and do a big ritual. Um, but yeah, be right back. I need to go check on what my tarot cards right. have to say. Yeah, definitely. But to have some little, I think those like setting up an altar is so powerful because that's like a reminder of, of like, you know, sacred objects that are tangible reminders of like, you know, your connection to spirit and your connection to your divinity and to your higher consciousness that you can like look at, see, touch, feel, and like have as like a little touchstone safe space for you wherever you are. Um, 
I also love exit strategies, like, you know, just even going to the bathroom, staying in there a little bit longer than what might seem normal. Yeah. And having like a sponsor, having like a friendship sponsor, someone that you can say, like, I might need to be sending you some SOS text and I just, I'm going to need to maybe offload some energy or receive some support. So can you, you know, be with me hold and just space. like hold that space for me if I need a little bit of comfort or a little bit of reassurance. Yeah. So you don't feel like you're just like in the... In the shit. In the cauldron. Yeah, for <laughs> Alone, sure. Alone, swimming, trying to keep your head above water. Yeah. And I, like I said, I just feel like I know, yeah, there's just a lot of, and like me, your parents may also be going through their Saturn return too and things like that right. that may not even be aware of. When is that again? 16? So, well, it's just, so the second round is, so if you're like 28, that's two. So like six, 62. yeah, 50, 58-ish, okay. right? Yeah. 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 So yep. that could also be an issue, too, <laughs> that they're completely disassociated. They're unaware of, you right. know. Right. So that's something to also be cautious of. Sure. You know, a lot, your mom might be going through menopause, so she's having a huge hormonal issue. You know, just being more conscious and, like, compassionate towards those things. As like, you know, people who are listening to here are, are on their spiritual path. Mm-hmm. Our parents may not be. In terms of the awareness of what's actually happening with the planets and the stars more so than like, oh, let me check my daily horoscope, you know, like there's deeper things that are happening that they could also be unaware of. So even just having that slightest bit of awareness is like it takes the pressure off. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's going to ease the path a little bit. And, you know, this just came to me in the moment. Is anyone not on a a spiritual path? You know, like, aren't we like spiritual beings having human experiences yeah Yeah. we're all yeah (laughs) like I think we're all on a spiritual path like acknowledged or unacknowledged like we're all living on our human curriculums definitely so you know just because they might not have the accessories or the um you know be doing it in the same way you know they're still tasked with all their lessons and their learnings and their triggers and their wounds just like we are but we have more tools. Mm-hmm. I think that's really the differentiation. Is Definitely. We have more tools. The process system looks different. Yeah. The processing. But like they're also on a spiritual path. Yep. It's just or the path to consciousness. We could say that. They're on a path to consciousness in whatever way that looks like. And this is what's really interesting because this year is also in 11 years. So it's a master year, yes. right? So that's mm-hmm. why everyone's like, Everyone went into the new year like 2018 is the year. This is why this shithole has been 2018 <laughs> is because like Yogi Bhajan said, if you want to master some like to teach something is to master it, you yes. know. And so we are going through what we've been going through. The ringer. A lot of people I've talked to is like this summer. I'm still hung up on this summer. The power of the summer it was so mm. intense, you know, and it's because it, it, it gifted us grit. Like yeah. we were able to really survive something strong that it's gifted us grit yep. and that's the thing we're going we're in this 11 year right now to really master master what's happening and also um saturn's and capricorn saturn's the master teacher you know and with capricorn like we're getting to work like this is like get to work so structure yes government all those things yeah we're being polished Mm -hmm. for sure and i love i don't know what it i think it's the the justice year mm-hmm. um and uh lindsey mack who you probably know in some way shape or form um sh- it was like the i think it's the year of like false false teachers like mm. the fall the fall of the false teacher wow so if you're not actually if you are resting on love and light if you are resting on 
bypass and skipping down the path and you're not actually um, participating and engaging with some of the greater um, you know social movements of our time and you're not speaking on it you're not um, part of it then you know people are getting taken down people are getting called out like you know Tony Robbins, Marianne Williamson, Daniel Laporte, like people are getting called out if they're not actually embodying and what they're what leading. they're sharing. If they're not embodying and leading, then they're getting taken down mm-hmm. for it, and they're having to really look at how they're practicing what they preach. And I think that that's for all of us, for all of us to be polished by that grit and by that friction and by that uncomfortability with being questioned, pushed you know, are we teachers? There's so Mm -hmm. many self-appointed experts and teachers and leaders in this field. (laughs) Like, it's so obvious when people buy followers on Instagram, it's kind of embarrassing. But, you know, like there's so many just self-appointed gurus and it just, it doesn't work. Like Mm -hmm. those people are there for a reason, for a certain entry level of like path. Um, And there's a lot of, you know, the, dharma or karma around the um the uh, what is it the victim um uh victim predator energy you know um mm-hmm. on both sides but i think that you know we are going to emerge uh, we only have a little bit t- of time left but we're going to continue to emerge and like we're going to get jostled and we're going to get really asked to be living what we talk about and living mm-hmm. our truth in like greater and greater ways because Nobody has time for that stuff. There's no room for no, it anymore. There's no room for it. Yeah, that's interesting you say that because that's what I've had to navigate through, you know, this past weekend. Like, that's part of my dharma is to just activate spiritual leaders to really, like, dive in deep and yeah. really dig in deep so that they can really evoke their medicine and really, like, unleash their medicine. And part of that is getting to those uncomfortable places, too. Where it's like, ooh, like, it's not like I called out, but like, ooh, like, this is an opportunity for me to look and actually reevaluate, you know, and restructure. And that's, yeah. again, that, that, that Capricorn Saturn energy, that restructure mm-hmm. and building that, you know. And I, I just think a lot of people with what's going on in the world today, you have to really go within and check in and see, like, what's resonating with your behaviors and your actions and what isn't. And what are you going to do about it? How are you going to step up? That's a good time. I mean, it really is like as, uh, yeah, I mean, yes, we are here two white women sitting here together and like the conversations that I've had around privilege and around appropriation and the amount of like, I really got to see where I was just kind of skating by. And that's not how I want to work, you know? Mm -hmm. That's not who I want to be. That's not how I want to show up. We have a responsibility. We have a really big responsibility. So if you're not, yeah, if you're not recognizing that, you are shutting a door on a lot of opportunity for yourself. Yeah, and I know we say that to circle back with family, you know, because I think a lot of our families may also be unaware of their privilege. Yes. You know? Yep. And I know for me, like after being at um, this conference wellspring that Wanderlust uh-huh. put out, <laughs> I was at my parents' house because I had to be there at 8.30 in the morning to see this spiritual disruptors talk. And uh, my dad went with me. So he came with me and 
I was at their house and they had some family friends over and I'm having this conversation, you know, and they're just the, sh- the shit that they're saying of how unaware they are. Right. Like that was a trigger for me. Yeah. Of just being like, we're 2018 and we're, this is the world we really are living in because even in mm-hmm. spiritual communities, we can be in our bubbles of what's actually happening and yeah. the mindset of a lot of people and the way they think. And I know I get triggered at that out here living in Joshua tree because people portray Joshua Tree as this magical place, which it has a lot of medicine. But the fact is, is that the, the people that live here, too, are also very in that mindset where there's still Confederate flags mm. hanging in the garages. And, yeah. you know, like there's still that. So that's been part of a test for me to also how can I navigate? How can I decide what where what energies I bring myself in or not? Because there still is that energy around, too. So I think it's also really important to make sure that if your family is still has that like that mindset, you know, it's just being aware of it, like saying it for yourself, like this is what's happening. Yeah. Right. And this and guess what? That's part of my DNA. (laughs) Yeah. That's part of my DNA. Yep. So that's a deeper healing wound that I have to work through and transmute so that it isn't passed on to these next generations. Mm-hmm. Being a good ancestor, as Becca Piastrelli says, how can I choose to be a good ancestor? You know, and so maybe having those conversations, those uh, those conversations where that person can also be heard, you know, that we're- I think that's super important. Because if we put a label on like if we're like doing us and them then there's no room for connection mm-hmm. and there's no room for listening. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I was still in the wellspring bubble and it just felt like I was on like a break. Like, Oh, I'm just, I went home to go to sleep and I'm going back tomorrow to go back into that synergy and that mm-hmm. energy. And here I am like in the, in the default world as we burners call it. And <laughs> there's still people that are like, you know, well, black people, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, what? Like you don't know what it's like being black. No, you can't say that. You know, it's and things like that and those kinds of conversations. And it's also when shit like that is said, that's where you just go with it and start breathing, like breathing through it. Right. I mean, I think it's it's what's my point here? Um, You have to know your audience, right? (laughs) Yeah. Because if you come in like swinging with a notebook full of facts and like, let's talk about let's let me introduce to you these concepts that you've never heard about before because they're important to me and you have to know them um chances are you're not totally going to get heard it's going to yeah it's going to miss the, the mark totally. it's not going to have the desired effect so you know like i have uh like my uncle voted for trump like most of my mom's side of the family voted for trump and if i just labeled them as trump supporters that would be the end of the conversation. It would be like you and me were different. We don't feel the same about anything, so we can't connect. But, you know, with my uncle, I've been like, what did what is it that you like about him? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what do you appreciate about him? Like, what is what are the things that you see as valuable? Just because I want to understand, because I'm like, I don't get it. Help me understand what you, what do you value? He's essentially telling me what he values. It's not about let's like fluff up this this guy. It's just like he's when I say, what is it that you like about him? He's communicating to me his values, which may be different than mine. Mm-hmm. But it's an attempt at connection. And I think with like, um, like if you can just even throw in one thing, you know, like one thing. Oh, yeah. That might be like, 
benign enough. Yeah, like a little like kind of neutral fact. And then they might just kind of go, huh, interesting. Because I know that even with myself as like being a self-professed conscious person, um, when I started doing Layla Saad's Me and White Mm. Supremacy Challenge, I was like, holy shit. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, my world is blown. My mind just exploded. All right. Um, This is the work. Yeah. And, and you like, but I think of where I was like a year ago, right after Charlottesville. And I, you know, I said some stuff online that was well received by some people and very not well received by other people. And I had a lot of work to do around checking myself. And then it's just like, and then the layers and then the layers and it just like, it kept sinking and sinking and sinking and sinking in. And I think that like to come out with like the full artillery to someone who doesn't have the framework and hasn't been having the or the energetic capacity to receive it. Right. It's just like, it's a fail for everybody involved. But if you can just like gently start offering some things like, well, it's not really about that. It's actually this, you Mm -hmm. know, like the bullet points, like you were talking about two, like two bullet points, a couple bullet points. Just like keep it concise and Mm -hmm. like, Give it as an offering, not as like a, you're an idiot because you don't feel this let way. Let me, let me tell you what's actually going yeah, down. Yeah. But just like an offering, like get the, co- get the seeds planted, get the conversation mm-hmm. moving and then like allow space for change mm-hmm. and allow space for curiosity and, and the trust, right? It's right. like, I've done all that I can right. and I'm just going to continue to lead by example rather than being like, well, you need to start doing this and you need to start yeah. doing this. It's the Nobody example. No, because then it's because it goes back to that inner child of like being disciplined of like pointing the finger at you. You're bad. You don't get it. You're exactly exactly. Yeah. So that's a huge part of it. Like the fact that I just I what I shared with them was like, you know, the hundred and fifty four shootings plus shootings that we've had in this country. None of them were from a person of color or an illegal immigrant or a woman at that fact. Facts. Yeah. Fact. Here's the gift. Okay, yeah. So you can run with that and let that sink in for a bit. Yeah, like that's indisputable. Let that filter into. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not about my my personal views. That's just black and white. What has happened? Yep. You know, and so those are more of the ways that you need to come and approach it in that way because. There's so much programming that they are still working through as well, like religious programming with like LGBTQ and what mm-hmm. is love, you know, things like that. There's that whole skewed patriarchal mindset. So that's also, again, going back to those truths that this is what's happening. We've been programmed yeah. for so long. And a lot of us that have been doing the work, like we're still deprogramming ourselves and putting yeah. in these new codes. And if there's people who haven't been as committed to doing the work, there's there's a it's a lot stickier imagine where you were like five years ago whatever you know put yourself in their shoes in that way and that also helps you bring um a deeper understanding and being you know everyone's like oh it's all being like empathetic like that's also part of empathy is seeing people for where they are yes so much compassion yeah like just bring all the compassion you have to yourself into the dinner table yeah what I like to do also for my Thanksgiving that I always do, my family makes fun of me, but I don't <laughs> care. I like everyone to go around and share what they're grateful for. Of course. I do right? That That's what we yes. do for Thanksgiving. Like, Serena wants us to go around and share what we're grateful for. And then some people, you know, 
It's, but that's just what I do. That's how I take action of like remembering what. Because like Thanksgiving is my least favorite holiday of all the holidays because of the colonialization and just mm. like the genocide and all of that. So I so to transmute that fact of what Thanksgiving represents, let me focus back on the gratitude and the gathering of my family being here, you know, so at least kind of transmute that pain and also honor indigenous people and things in that way and I'm very big on that as well you know just like let's honor let's honor the people that actually lost their lives due to this holiday we're all celebrating around which now has been really overturned by consumerism and capitalism with like oh fuck Black Friday let's do Thanksgiving we're gonna open up the stores you know and just Having those things. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's just like knowing, okay, so this is what's happening in the world. How can I choose to bless up or how can I choose a different approach? Like we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Choose your program. Yeah. (laughs) Choose your program. Choose your path and choose how you are stepping up to experience. Like claiming your own sovereignty and your responsibility of having, you know, having, all right, like maybe you talk to a sibling that you're close with and being like, Mm -hmm. hey, before the holiday starts, like this is this is my intention for going. What is yours, you know? And having that at least someone someone at that table that sees you. That's really good. That's really important. Yeah. You're talking about SOS <clears throat> with someone outside. With a friend. Yeah, someone yeah. on the inside. Yeah, but someone <laughs> on good. the inside, like, hey, let's get each other's back because yes. you know I do that with my brother. Yeah. Yeah. And that helps build your bond too. It really right? like, does. High five. We survived Thanksgiving, I know, we right? Did it. We did it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we did it. We yeah. Made it. So that's just the biggest thing is understanding your action, how you can show up, how you can take responsibility and honor your space. I think those are the biggest pieces. And I'm excited mm-hmm. because Aaron's also hosting a breath work. <laughs> She's hosting a holiday cleanse, a pre-holiday cleanse. cleanse. Yeah. Yeah. I really, um, yeah. Sabrina inspired me to make that my December breathwork group. Um, and it's a virtual group so you can join wherever you are in the world, but that just really, um, I was thinking a lot. I'm, you know, I'm going home to see my dad. Uh, and this is the, like, I think I can't remember how many years ago, but I think it was like five years ago, I swore I would never return unless my brother came back with me. Um, cause the last time that it was just the two of us, it was like world war three. Um, and my brother's not coming back with me this time and I'm going alone. Um, and I, it was just really cool to be like, I can, I can. And I talked to my dad about it actually. And I was like, yeah, um, remember that last one that we had, you know, and, and we were just kind of remarking on how, much we both grown and how much we both shifted, you know, and, and again, you wouldn't, I couldn't say that like my dad is on like a formal spiritual path, but he has grown and changed, you know, he has evolved. Absolutely. He's been super open to it. So in my own anticipation though, and like my past anticipations of my family experiences, I just want to create this group for everybody to do that get their reserve energy built up, get their sweet inner child mantras built up and get their self-love really like boosted so they could feel really whole and grown up and um, be in their adult bodies and their adult consciousnesses as they go into, 
re-engaging with their um with their families yeah oh I love hearing that (laughs) so good yeah and that's the other thing too I think is really important what you said is like acknowledge your family for over the years of how much they've grown you know I know that's something I'm doing a lot more with my mom too is like seeing how more open and receptive she's been instead of me having to like hide out that I was doing everything because of what would mom think and now she's little more understanding more of my world and she calls me like hey bring the palo santo she would have never said that you know like things like that (laughs) so it is possible for our family to also shift and I think that's also part of you leading by example exactly you know because they see how it shifted in you and it's like wow you know they still are you're still part of the DNA like you're still very connected and that gives them sometimes all they need is that invitation you know of like wow, if Aaron's doing it, then I guess I can start doing it too, you know? Yeah, and if you look happy and fulfilled in your life, then, of course, people are going to be curious what's, about what's what you're secret? doing. What are you up to? Yeah. And I love that idea of the DNA because it's like if we can alter our DNA through our lifestyle choices and through our vibrations and our, our frequencies and the things that we do to um, uplift and heal and grow – then, you know, if then we truly are, we truly are healing seven generations back and seven generations forward. Like we are having that impact. Like if my DNA is changing, so is the DNA of mm-hmm. my blood. And that's how we're healing the ancestors and yeah. healing our parents and our siblings and the generations to come. Yeah. You know, that's why we're going through this work right now. Yeah. So um, to wrap up, I want to ask a few lightning round questions. Sure. Okay. Okay. First mm. is, what does sovereignty mean to you? Mm, strength, um, ownership of self, um, being able to, you know, I think of, I think of a crown. Mm-hmm. I think of, you know, being, being the upright queen or king of your world. Um, being, yeah, self-ownership is about being able to choose your programming, to be able to walk in your truth your integrity and your values and be um be a strong leader be a a strong owner of self Mm. yes i love that to be a a lightning rod huh yeah to carry yourself carry yourself with integrity and grace and elegance throughout your life i love that yeah so what would you say is really inspiring you right now Mm, you know my connection with spirit is really inspiring me right now because <laughs> I came back here thinking um, that I was going to buy a house here and I'm not going to buy a house here. And this entire year has been about deep faith and about listening, you know, within and and to spirit about what my next moves are. And it's been such a good ride, like such a fun adventure to be able to listen and believe and trust and this next upcoming year feels like like it's an ever deepening experience so my relationship with the earth and with spirit is like the most thrilling thing for me because that relationship is just it's getting stronger and stronger and the support is like infallible and the strongest that I've ever felt in my life so and it delivers so much to me like it's it delivers my creativity. It delivered my sacred train course. It's delivering me the book. Like it's, it is giving me so much in the exchange 
of, you know, honoring spirit, honoring the land, honoring the earth. There's a lot of, of gifts that are coming my way and it's totally unknown and it's really wide open. And I love the freedom in that and the discovery in that. Like Mm. I love diving into the, I mean, it's never, it is unknown, but it's like, I don't have any fear about what's next. Total trust. Total trust. And that just feels like leaning back into the divine support of the universe is like really exciting for me. I love hearing that because I think you've been able to experience that because you've seen over time too how it supported you time and time. Yeah. And it keeps working. And it's just like, it's like everything's a relationship. Mm -hmm. And like if you think of something as a relationship and you nurture it, if that's a value that you have to have strong reciprocal um, growth-oriented, inspiring relationships like my relationship with spirit, my relationship with the earth. Those are some of my most solid relationships. Mm, so speaking of, yeah. what would you say has been a really powerful animal totem for you lately? Ooh, you know what? Out here, it's the rabbit. Mm. The rabbit, like the bunnies. Those are my, um, those are the ones that always show up for me. And, um, you know, they are sweet and quick, but they are those, uh, interdimensional um, beings and I just I always know I'm on the right track when I see them Um, Raven and Crow have been really big ones too last year it was Coyote like Mm. last year it was absolutely Coyote but um, yeah now it's more like Ravens and Rabbits beautiful yeah I got to pet a Raven wow a week ago ooh yeah wow I would love to do that (laughs) crazy It was crazy. Okay, so I know we've been talking a lot about this today. Yeah. But what would you say to younger Erin? Mm. You know, I love her so much. I would just say, you know, everything that you're into right now is everything that you're going to continue to love. Um, and you're not weird. Like, there's nothing about you that's weird. There's nothing about you that's, like, freakish or unusual. Um, stick to your path. Like, do you, your curiosity and your, your mind and your heart, like you're right on track, you know what you're doing and you know, you're going to, you're going to go really, really far. You're going to go farther than you can even imagine right now. So just get ready and keep loving yourself a lot. Oh my God. That's so beautiful. Okay. Where can we find you? <laughs> um, you can find me at my website, AaronTelford.com and on Instagram, AaronTelford underscore underscore on Facebook a little bit, but not so much. So those are the two best places. And all the links are also below in the show notes. Great. And uh, if there's something else that you want to say to whoever's listening about jumping into this holiday season with mm-hmm. the family and all that, what would you like to share? You know, it sounds so basic, but like you can love yourself through this, like whatever triggers that are coming up for you, however raw you feel, however chaotic or like discombobulated you feel. It's not about um, it's not about getting taken out. It's not about taking a dive or feeling really low or getting really activated. It's really about your recovery time. So if you go into these holidays with the best intentions and you just get flattened, you know, pick yourself back up. You know, this is part of your, your family is your, um, you know, they, they give you everything that you need to grow and it's not always delivered with kindness or with grace or with finesse, but they are giving you opportunities for you to see where you need to love yourself more. 
and give yourself more compassion. So don't add, don't kick yourself while you're down. Don't add fuel to the fire. Just whenever you're able to separate and come back to yourself, just come back and come back hard. (laughs) Hard and (laughs) And, strong. Yeah, and triple up on that self-care so you can really feel like you're back in your body and you're back in your practices. And, you know, it's um, it's not a failing if you have a tough time. It's just an opportunity to, uh, you know, deepen your practices and really take good care of yourself. Amazing. Well, again, if you want to participate in her pre-holiday breath work, that's on December 16th. And the link for that is also below in the show notes. And thank you so much for coming to my house and having this conversation. I ran into Rep Pilates. I was like, mm-hmm. I need to have this conversation <laughs> with you on the podcast. So. Thank you so much for having me. This is really, um, it's a beautiful conversation, really timely just for me as well. And yeah, it's interesting. It's like, even just in the talking about it, there's just emotion moving around it because it's, you know, our inner children are so present and all the time and they just need our love. So thank you for giving me the chance. Thank you for everything. And just for having me on your podcast is so fun. Yeah. Thank you so much again. And just take care of yourself this holiday season, people, really, because we've been doing so much work and don't allow this to steer you off course. If anything, use it as fuel to inspire you to keep diving in deeper, keep transmuting harder, and keep loving even stronger. Amen. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, so much. Thank and you. we'll be seeing you soon. Take care. I mean, come on, if that episode wasn't juicy for you, I don't know what is. We invite you to practice these suggestions and tips and practices that you can do to really support you so that you can be in your integrity, so that you can be strong, so that you can allow yourself to shine and show up because you are here to lead by example and our biggest triggers can be our families. So allow yourself to accept the challenge and pass with flying colors simply by being you and if you know of a friend who you need to reach out to who may be alone we invite you to do so if there's a friend that needs to hear this conversation please share it this episode is i feel one of the most powerful episodes that i have yet to put out in the sovereign society podcast and so i just want to thank my dear, dear sister friend, Erin Telford, and she left Joshua Tree today. And so I had such an amazing run with her, going to Pilates like multiple times a week and just really connecting with her deeper. And this episode is so, it's such medicine. So allow yourself to integrate what we're really sharing with you. Listen to it again, especially around Hanukkah season, Christmas season, whatever time you're coming around, whatever the holiday is that you are celebrating with your family. And allow yourself to just listen to one another this is why i also created mending the lineage to bring in the heart of the holidays and so it's been really amazing to see that experience too and i just want to thank aaron so much for being so vulnerable and open and coming over to the creosote casita to have this conversation i love her so much go check out her energetic breath work clearing that she's doing her breathing detox that she's offering in between thanksgiving and the christmas hanukkah season kwanzaa season and oh man this is so good this is so good so i hope you enjoy it i'm sure you did i'm sure there's a lot of like wake up calls and aha moments let us know you're tuning in i love reposting your guys's 
uh, stories and sharing uh, what you've posted on the Instagram. And just as a reminder, I am taking off the whole month of December. So when we have two episodes left this season and I just want to thank you so much for your love and support take care of yourself this holiday season fill up your cup create that residual energy and allow yourself to shine and radiate your radness I'm so grateful for you this Thanksgiving season here in America and I look forward to see what we continue to co-create together have a beautiful time with your family and if you're not with your family and you're with your friends Enjoy it. Be in that space and just reach out to those that can use a little extra love. We love you so much. Have a great one. Take care.